What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, and uh, it's it's a concept that I I've seen this playing out a lot, like especially like it's it's played out over the course of my career in my all my leadership interactions. Um, I'm sure it's like it, it's probably the reason why you get uh, like super hyper confident uh third classes and second classes and uh that are these young kids that think they are 10 feet tall and and bulletproof and know everything um and then as you learn and learn and learn and get a really in-depth detailed level of knowledge and then gain wisdom through experience as well um i think you kind of get on the other side of this where um, that that knowledge and, and wisdom, well, that knowledge and experience turns into this just this wisdom, right? Where you're you're you kind of know ju- you know enough at that point to know you you don't really know anything, <laughs> and I'll I'll kind of explain what I mean by that. In lieu of ever having a sponsor, I've basically created my own. If you want to support us, go to dgutsapparel.com. So don't give up the ship apparel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Dguts Apparel. Uh, it's Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. I went out of my way to create some really awesome stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. And it's some stuff that I think you'll actually wear. Uh, I hate all the stuff in the Navy Exchange section. I hate a lot of the stuff I see on social media where some somebody's side hustle is creating like nauseating gear that no one actually wants except for like crusty old retirees which i'm about to be so i don't know if i should uh, talk smack but anyway uh go check it out dgutsapparel.com if you want to support us that's the best way to do it and i would really appreciate it somebody pointed this out to me it's called the dunning kruger effect and i i've wanted to do uh an entire episode about this like i was actually trying to get uh Andrew to do a like a foundations episode about it but I I don't know how if there's enough meat on the bone for an entire uh, episode like that but uh, I want to talk about it so I'm going to because it turns out I run the place so uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area this tends to occur because a lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills okay so how many different places could we apply this um, this could turn into an hour long spin the yarn. So it, I already mentioned junior people. I think that one's too obvious and honestly expected. And I don't really have a problem with it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I know there are, there are leaders out there that have a problem with it. You hear all these um, all these people going, oh, these junior people are always asking why and they shouldn't why just shut up and color and all this. It's like that's that's your failure as a leader um, to not take that as a as a leadership opportunity to um teach them something and and also having not built the trust and rapport with them that you have their best interests at heart that you see the big picture that you when they when you tell them to do something and you can't explain it literally because um, there's some type of urgency that won't allow it that they will just trust you and and go do the thing with the understanding that you're very likely going to explain why you had to do that like why you had to just tell them to shut up and do it um, or that you just had their, their best interest at heart. And part of part of doing that correctly is um, if you can do it, explain it like you should be routinely explaining it. That's how you tra- that's how you train people. That's how you as educate future leaders. But also um, it, if you can't in that moment, you loop back around later when the urgency has 
the the thing driving the urgency has has let up and gone away and you're able to then explain it to them you you sh- you need to um it just continues to build on that trust um but the, the, when i read it the the one that jumps out at me the most is leadership right like at the leadership level when you're reading it and it's a it's a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area I, as soon as I, I that finished reading like as soon as I finished reading it, as soon as the last word left my lips the first time around, I immediately pictured all these junior sailors in their minds thinking about the chief's mess um, and probably officers, too. But I, I would say that enlisted sailors defaulted to the chief's mess. I mean, maybe officers do, too. I don't know. Um, and it, I think it's accurate. I don't think a lot of chiefs probably feel it's accurate unless they're listening to this podcast and they're already working on themselves. But um what I found is the more I learn, the more I study, the more smart people I talk to, the less I'm certain about. I feel like it just continues to open up this um, instead of like a cognitive bias, it just opens up like this cognitive field of vision or like cognitive understanding that holy Jesus, like I don't know anything. And it's like it's not that I don't know anything. It's just like the certainty with which I used to think certain things, I now don't. Um, there's a lot of things I used to think worked that that I now don't. Um, like I, one of the the examples I use a lot here is the yelling thing. Like I used to yell a lot more. Um, there's still people out there that would tell you that I'm a yeller, and it hasn't been true for a really long time. But there was a time where it was. Um, and then I realized that it was ineffective. I mean, I very, very, very rarely there's an occasion where I think firing for effect is appropriate and like needed, but it's really, really rare. Um, I think that a lot of chiefs think that by virtue of them making chief or a lot of officers think by virtue of them wearing khakis that uh, they they know the right answer. They know what leadership is. They know what management is. They know what the right call is. And, and even the ones that may, in the back of their mind, allow themselves to think that they don't, they still fake it. You know, like they still try to put on this uh, put on this front that they actually do understand what they're doing. And so it's, you you arrive at the same effect. Um, the and then and then the second part uh is is the most important part in my mind is that like okay so we have this cognitive bias and we wrongly overestimate our knowledge and ability i i understand how that could happen i probably do that and still in my life in certain areas like my wife likes to remind me that i uh I, like i used to be a better cook um uh, because i just it's it's not something that i've i've practiced at the level that i used to so now it's like I'll go in the kitchen, try to do a thing. And it's something I used to be able to do, you know, blindfolded with one arm tied behind my back. And I do it near perfectly because I had so many reps and I was so proficient where now it's like, I mean, there's a lot of things I haven't, I haven't done in a really long time. Um, and so I, I still know how to do it intellectually, but like, I don't have anywhere near the same proficiency. And so I go in and I try to just do it and I get a little cocky and I screw it up and and it doesn't taste like it's supposed to, or I end up throwing some stuff away. And, and my wife will give me a hard time and just be like, aren't you like a, 
professional cook. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, so what I like about the second half is it says this tends to occur because a lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills. So I in, in my example, I just kind of don't think about it. Uh, it's not that I don't know that I've lost proficiency. Like I've demonstrated it to myself enough times by screwing stuff up that like I kind of know, but it's almost like just habit. I'm like, I know how to do it in it. And I've done it so many times that it's like I fooled myself into thinking that I still have the same level of proficiency or just kind of, I don't know. I forgot I, whatever I go in there and I'll just start doing stuff and I get, I, I don't, have the awareness to slow down and do things more deliberately and maybe take um do extra steps like there's things that where i'll get so proficient at a thing where i'll like i won't measure things or i won't uh i don't know like i'll skip steps in the process because i found a better way of doing it or um i was just so skilled that i could skip steps but now i can't and also because i'll screw it up um i think when we're talking about leadership it's like <sighs> Most people have been validated, and I, I really believe this is where the where the block comes from, like where the lack of self-awareness comes from. Um, you've been validated so many times. You've signed evals that say you're so great at your job and you've done all these amazing leadership things and you're ready for the next challenge. Promote this person now. Already performing at the level of, right? Signing these EP evals or whatever getting awards for your performance in these roles, leading petty officer, leading chief petty officer, right? Um, and getting promoted, literally promoted, validating all the things that you've been doing over this period of time over and over and over again. You're validated through all these mechanisms where they tell you how great you are at doing a thing. And so it's extremely understandable that these leaders believe that they're doing it the right way because the organization for for which they work for who they answer to has told them over and over and over and literally validated them through promotions awards um and just recognition through like evals and, and midterm counselings and everything else and if you're told for a decade that you're great at your job and that you're doing it all right and that you're a good leader. And then you find yourself in a, in a higher level leadership position where you're like a division or department chief or like a division officer or department head or even like a CO or a CMC. And over a career, you've been told how great you are at this thing. And then all of a sudden you're having all these issues or maybe you've been having issues the entire time and you just thought that that's like a, a normal level of of discord within the system like you're just this is i'm so great so it's like this is what great looks like so everybody else their their division must be on fire all the time um they're the people with all these unplanned losses or, and mast cases and all this other wild stuff it, it's unfortunately it's completely reasonable for these people to think that the way that they do it is at least slightly above average. <laughs> like it's at least good, if not great. Um, 
because also those people I like to think aren't stupid and I like to think have encountered um, what a lot of literature would consider like a transformational leader, right? Um, I would point at my last CMC and I would point at the Cobb when I made chief, the guy that pinned my mass chief anchors on. They were transformational leaders. They were the type of people that every, like they were universally respected, if not loved. And based on that, like the entire group would follow them into hell. Like they were that type of, of a leader. Um, that like you're still telling war stories about like you're still telling these stories, even the negative ones, even when I've talked about that same cob. Um, I had significant negative interactions with and for a, for a period of time as a new chief, I had a very negative opinion of him until I realized what he was doing and until I got a little more perspective and until I learned more and my my aperture was was opened. I, I didn't. I didn't understand what he was doing. And I had, God bless him, I had a uh, my, a submarine IDC that was kind of filling in as my surrogate chief and he was trying so hard to make me make me see it. Like he was trying, he was trying so hard to make me understand and for the life of me, I just couldn't make sense of it. But then I finally just gave in to the fact that this guy, that this IDC, he was a real salty senior chief. He'd been around a long time. He was really intelligent and I liked him and respected him a lot. And uh, I finally just said, if he thinks this guy is so great, there's got to be something to this. So the things he was telling me to do, I finally just said it was like blind faith and not not blind completely. But I, I just went forward on faith in the person I was talking to and who was trying to mentor me and who I trusted. I, I just went forward only on faith, even though I didn't agree with him at the time. And did the things he told me to do um, to to improve my performance as a chief and to improve by virtue of that, like as a result, um, my interactions with this cob and my uh, then opinion uh, also as a result of those interactions, improving my opinion of him uh, changed as well because I understood what he was doing and why he was doing it. Um, I just the the idea that um it, it frustrates me a lot and this is like a, another topic almost but it frustrates me a lot to this day like and i think it's gotten worse over time as i've just it's i've gotten closer to retirement where it's like it's just time for me to go but i've gotten worse about like getting really frustrated with leaders like this where and, and i junior sailors i'm sure are in a similar place where i see it happening and i just want to I just want to shake them, you know, like I just want to grab them and be like, wake up. Like, what are you doing? And and like grab a couple of like a handful of leadership books I really believe in and just beat them over the head with them in hopes that some of the ideas are imparted or maybe they just wake up and forgot everything they knew and then they got to relearn it from those books. Like I get so frustrated watching it happen because it's um. It's like talking to a kid like it's like talking to one of those young people I described at the beginning of of this where you're trying to explain to them like because I've already seen this movie and I know how it ends trying to explain to them like like look man this isn't going to work the way you think it's going to work and I'm telling you this because I've already went through the pain you're about to go through if you continue to go down this path. Like, I'm telling you, I'm just sharing this with you so you don't got a face plant like I did or like I've seen people do or both. 
and they like it doesn't matter what you say they're just some lessons got to be learned the hard way and um it's kind it's kind of the same way it's where you like you're having this conversation with some people and they're or just trying to make them recognize at all like i'll have a conversation with a chief and and they'll be like yeah no you're totally right i agree with everything you're saying and it's like i'm talking about you <laughs> like like and they don't it doesn't even they don't even recognize that they can't set their ego down for five seconds and be like oh wow this shoe fits me and maybe i should start self-assessing and maybe i should start doing things to get better um and i spent some time on that on the last episode like just or the last spin the yarn um it, the cognitive biases are real and um the sooner you can develop the self-awareness required just to be self-critical and just to be honest and um do an analysis of like where am i really like where where do i fall when measured against um, some kind of, of, of reasonable metric of what leaders should be doing. And you can do that in a lot of ways. Like I would recommend, and this is going to sound funny to some, but I would recommend reading the blocks on your email, right? And I know I've talked plenty about how the email system is broken, but if you take the time to look at like what it actually says in some of those blocks, and I'm not talking about like the main block, like where it says leadership, I'm talking about all the traits for like 4.0 and 5.0, like go in there and actually read those. There's some pretty good stuff in there that, and kind of use it as a self-assessment of like, how good am I at these things really? And like when it's talking about something like communication, it's like, okay, how, like, how well do I do that? And really be honest with yourself about like, what problems do we have with communication in our division or department or whatever? What issues have I had as a result of poor communication where something didn't happen the way it was supposed to, whether it was like uh, me doing a bad job of communicating down, someone else doing a bad job of communicating up or my doing a bad job of communicating up or the chain of command doing a bad job of communicating down to me. Um, another another one, and this is for the chiefs, right, is the mission, vision and guiding principles like which, you know, spoiler alert is how your chief eval is evaluated as well. Like get in there and read that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be one for, you know, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you understand like this already and, and why. But I'm not pointing at the chief petty officer's creed because I don't think there's enough clarity there. Um, and it, like it's just too too vague and there's some things in there i don't like but that's another story for another time um mission vision guiding principles are, are great and when you go in there and and read those it's like this is what the ideal is like that the mission vision guiding principles are an ideal chief petty officer like this is what you're striving for every day it's it's understood you're not going to be perfect because we're a human organization it, that's just the way human nature works um, there's fallibility no matter what. But how how hard are you working at those things on a daily basis? What have you actually done? Like make a list of what you have actually done to improve in any of those areas. Like did you read a book? Did you talk to somebody about it? Like did somebody mentor you on this topic? Did your did your chief semester do training where your CMC or some guest was in there? 
talking to you about that? Did you go to the Senior Enlisted Academy where they touched a bunch of those things? Did you take college classes? Did you um, listen to some podcasts, listen to a guy like me drone on? Did you listen to an audio book? What have you done to learn and get better in those areas? And if if you're having a hard time making that list, you might want to consider... (laughs) that you have a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate the knowledge or ability in a specific area. And in this case, that area is leadership. And kind of like I said in the last one, it's too important. It's too important to not have the self-awareness required. And um, I found, and and I think this is a skill that I developed. Um, Some of it might just be my personality, but I think this is a skill I developed long after I realized that I needed to get out of my own way, remove that cognitive bias and have the self-awareness to allow feedback and allow criticism and allow uh, my own self-analysis to tell me that I needed to work on things in certain areas. Um, I started like allowing junior sailors to tell me Hey, like what was wrong and what I could do better. And it's shockingly easy. I I think a lot like there are definitely times where people don't tell me things or sugarcoat things because I'm master chief. And I 100% understand that. But there's also times where I like in my experience, it's shockingly easy to disarm a group of junior sailors uh, and get them to trust that they can basically tell you the unvarnished truth and there's going to be no repercussions. Um, I got to that place with a lot of junior sailors on my last submarine. Um, I got to that place with a lot of junior sailors at my current command and even during a two and a half day inspection that I'm, I'm on board a submarine to which I'm not attached. These sailors generally have never seen me before in real life. And I'm talking about like within the first hour, we have a rapport and probably by the second day there, they tell me everything like they'll tell me anything that I want to know and they'll be honest with me most of the time. Um, it's so it's it's not as hard as you think it is, but the value you can get from that is like unquantifiable like it's it's i've i've learned so much from having a conversation with an e5 um and it it's not always like they're dropping like yoda caliber wisdom on me it's that they are willing to hold the mirror in front of me and tell me things that are hard to hear and whether it's about me or about the command or about some policy we put in place or whatever um but as the end user of my leadership, they're going to have a lot of value to offer if you're willing to hear it. And you got to put that work in to uh, develop the trust that they can say those things to you. And there's not going to be any repercussions at all, but it's shockingly easy. And I can tell you, I was one of the guys that was, I'm going to say universally, there might have been a couple of people that didn't fall in, but I like pretty much universally feared and respected on board that submarine. Um, and they still would have those conversations with me because I took the time to build that trust. 
and rapport with them just by walking around the submarine and talking to them and being honest with them and allowing them to say things. A lot of that included like me disarming them with like joking around and, and allowing them to joke back and not getting upset that they insulted me or something because it's just what, like what we were doing. Um, a lot of people are uncomfortable with this idea because you get into this, you know, like um, what do they say in the fraternization? It's unduly familiar type thing where they, they are afraid of um, getting too comfortable to the point where good or discipline erodes. It's a valid concern. Um, it, it's that's the hard part of this is is kind of tiptoeing that line without stepping over it. Um, and. I don't, you know, like I, it's hard to explain. I don't, I don't, I'd have to th- really think about it and do some research so that I could, and I, and I probably will write that down, um, about like researching the, the ability to do that and, and kind of some tools to make sure that, um, that you're not being inappropriate and that you're not crossing into the unduly familiar lane. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 in my opinion, it's extremely easy to at least get some of that feedback by creating relationships with uh, people that are junior to you, whether it's outside your organization or in it, that are willing to. I mean, it's probably more useful if it's in it, but you know, because they know you better. But uh, getting them to to give you the unfurnished truth, it's it's so valuable. I mean, like filtering things through the E five mafia or the E four mafia, like it's you get a lot of clarity, like a lot of clarity out of out of doing that when they're willing to talk to you, and that's that's the hard part. Um, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Check out the Google the Dunning Kruger effect. Do a little reading on it. Um, it's there's a lot of different cognitive biases out there, but I, like this one was really interesting to me because it's so applicable. I think you could apply it to a lot of different areas and get a lot of new understanding with it, but you gotta be will you gotta be willing to be honest with yourself, recognize that you have that bias and open yourself up to the self-awareness required to learn the things that you need to learn and, and just be honest that you need to learn them and you need to get better. Um, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't come up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't come up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord uh, at DGuts Podcast. Um, if you want to check out the Substack, dguts.substack.com, uh, writing articles, uh, dorking out on stuff like the, the Dunning Kruger effect uh, and other leadership theory. And uh, there's a podcast associated with that, that there will be some free content with that. It is a subscription thing. Uh, and if you want to support us, you can support us with the subscription that way. Uh, there's a donate button on the dguts.podcast.com website. Or uh, don't go up to ship apparel. If you go to dgetsapparel.com, uh, Naval Pride and Heritage Gear, you'll actually wear in public. There's stickers, shirts, hoodies, a lot of cool stuff. I put a lot of work into that. I'm really proud of it. Um, and I think you'll, you'll like it and it supports the platform. So, uh, you can do all those things and follow us on social media, like, share, subscribe. We got a YouTube channel. You can go there, subscribe to that, share the content, get, get it to pe- the people that need it, whether you're tagging them or sharing it or whatever. I uh, really appreciate that. Um, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.